will love that. Download our app today and enjoy tackle-busting benefits with great odds, more markets, and same-game multi every NRL match at Palmer Bed. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Hello and welcome to episode 423 of Fergo and the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRLP. Join me as always is the glorious League Freak. You can also find me on Twitter at League Freak. How you going there, mate? Going very well, Andrew Ferguson. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'll tell you what, I've got some breaking news for you. Mm-hmm. This is going to shock like World Cups everywhere in any sport mm-hmm. because the, the Rugby League World Cup this year is going to have two teams from Scotland. Oh, really? How's that yeah. work out? Uh, well, one's going to be more English than the other one. Not much more English, I guess. Well, probably entirely English. The other team will be kind of Scottish. Actually, wouldn't it be funny if the Scottish team had more Englishmen in it than the English team? <laughs> that would be funny. We need to, you know what, when the World Cup squads come out, we need to look at the England team, the Scotland team, and the Welsh team, and the Irish team, and see which team has the most Englishmen in it. That's a good question. Mm. That's a very good question. Let's see, see which team's got the most strains in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Out of those four. Um, all right, all jokes aside, England have announced their um, their kit for the World Cup, um, and... It's blue and white. Yeah, the famous English blue and white. Um, yeah. Weird. Very weird. And um, that, like, as, because as, we were looking at it before, the England logo is red and white, and mm. all of the, like, writing on the announcement is red and white, and then the jersey is blue and white. Yeah. It's like they, they couldn't figure out what the colour should be, and they thought blue. Um, the other weird thing is they've gone with chevrons, not the cross or anything like that, which is also weird. Yeah. Um, there's nothing traditional about this. It looks stupid. Um, and I don't know, maybe Scotland can retaliate and go with red and white on their jumper. I imagine if they did, that would be pretty funny actually. Um, yeah, this is, this is so fucking dumb. It's so English rugby league <laughs> heading into a World Cup, though, isn't it? Well, it, it's it's dumb to look at it, but at the same time you go, well, this is the same mob who have got... Um, they've had St. Helens wearing a blue jumper. They've had Wigan wearing, like, blue jumpers. They've had Huddersfield wearing God knows what colours. Why can't you just stick with, you know, a bit of tradition here? You've got to set colours. They're good colour base, red, white and blue, or red and white if it's just England. There's nothing to fuck up there. Yeah, like, why, it, why are you going to pick around with this for? Yeah, I, I, I just don't get it. It's like when the New South Wales team had that jersey that was like it had blue on it and then dark blue and then some grey sort of colour in it. It's like, what are you doing? It's just sky yeah. blue. Don't fuck that up. Yeah, that's right. You, it's perfect to start with. You can't improve on it. Stop trying to. Yeah. Yeah, like if the English jersey was literally a white jersey and, like, the collar and around the sleeves were red, fine, completely fine. Yeah. But no. At no stage have I ever looked at an English rugby league jumper and thought, that needs work. 
I don't you know. know. I, you know when I've looked at an English rugby league job and thought that needs work. That's yeah. when I'm looking at the players, the structure, the way they do things, the coaches, the entire competition, the way it's all run from top down. But never the jumper. The jumpers always look fine. <laughs> I don't know. There was one point where the the fear the smear jersey. Remember that one? Ooh. That was a rough one. Uh, that's yeah. They that, were, was, um, that was pretty rough. They were dark times. Yeah, yeah. But uh, weird. But this is the same mob that gave us the revolutionary eight-panel World Cup ball in 2000. It was actually a soccer ball. Like, they well, know how was, to fuck things up. It was a squash soccer ball. Yeah. It was like they got all the soccer ball rejects from the from the FIFA World Cup, and they're just going, it's kind of oval-ish. Let's pretty go much. and call it a revolutionary. Pretty much, yeah. They but, probably uh, filled it with... Um, with lead or something as well. You know, don't go with helium. Let's make it heavy so the Aussies can't kick it. Well, the whole th- the whole thinking was that they would be able to kick it better than Australian players, and they would take away the Australian players' handling. And keep in mind, not thinking of anyone else at the World Cup, just Australia. Australian handling would be worse because it's a different shape ball, and um, and yeah, it, it's, it's so dumb. It's so stupid. Yeah, there's lots of dumb and lots of stupid there. It was also along the lines of, because we had an unlimited interchange in Australia at that point. I remember them saying like, oh, they've got unlimited interchange. We're going to be fitter than them. <laughs> Didn't work out that way. Yeah. Who was surprised to hear that? I know, I know. Um, So should we get stuck into our preview? Thank you I, to Palmerbet. I think we should. Excellent. Palmerbet is an amazing sponsor of ours this year. They provide us with all of the betting odds through the entire 2022 NRL season. And it's an interesting round of football coming up. It certainly is. Um, and it starts tomorrow, Thursday night, Manly versus the Roosters. Um, don't know if you heard, mm-hmm. been a bit of drama around them. The time the Manly team, they've got a few, um, a few changes to the squad. Oh, really? Why is that? Um, something to do with rainbows. <laughs> um, you know, the you know the seven players have been they won't be attending the match, and I was thinking like a great marketing strategy would be you have those seven players like like somewhere just like at the legs club or something in a room watching the game, and for charity, they're in that room, and for every golden gay time they eat. They get ten thousand dollars to a charity of their choice. Actually, I just have that as the only food available in there. Yeah, yeah. There's Don't no you reckon that would be great. That's brilliant. Yeah. You know they've got. To, I think they've got rainbow um, gay times too. Oh, do they? Re- oh man, I think so. Amazing. That'd be even better. Ah, uh, how good are rainbow paddle pops? They are. The they're amazing. Top tier. There's nothing above them. No, they're they're on they're on par with probably banana paddle pops and and i i love chocolate as well uh, i put rainbow at the top yeah look it's hard um, to argue rainbow at the top mm-hmm. really hard to argue. Um, the actually what i want to see from this game mm-hmm. is manly's um new players and the new lineup absolutely kill it be interesting wouldn't it it would certainly be interesting um, so for Manly, they've got Jason Saab, Christian Tuipulotu, 
Um, Tulatau Kula, Josh Alloway, sorry, what's his name? Oshe Ole, um, <laughs> Homoli Olakuatu, Tokuo Sipley, and Josh Schuster are all out. Mm-hmm. They'll be in the Golden Gay Times at the Leagues Club. Um, Seki, P.O. Seki, and uh, Alfred Smalley will be making their debuts on the wing. Uh, Kurt DeLouis will be a prop. Ethan Bullimore comes into the second row. Jake Trebojevic, um, Lachlan Croker, going through Andrew Davey. They look like they were returning. I think they had COVID last week or the week before. And James Seguiara returns to the NRL after many, many years out. He'll be on the bench. Yeah, he served uh, from memory uh, performance-enhancing drug suspension for two years. Oh, right. And then, uh, yeah, then he's come back now. Now, the palmerbet.com betting odds for yes. this game. The Manly Wearing Seagulls are outsiders, obviously, at $5.50. And they're playing at uh, Manly, what's it called, uh, Brookvale four, Oval. Four so, Pines Park. Yeah, so keep in mind, the ground is sour at yes. Four Pines Park. Uh, so Manly are at $5.50. The Sydney City Roosters are at $1.15, so they're heavy favourites. The Manly Wearing Seagulls have a 17.5-point head start at $1.90. And with the 17.5-point handicap, the Sydney City Roosters are also at $1.90. Yeah. Um, the Roosters' attack would suggest that Manly's price is um, probably a bit short. But their defence would suggest that uh, it's probably about right. Mm, mm. They're still not quite, um, not quite hitting the... You know, where they need to be in defence too much. They, they keep sort of dropping in and out of games a bit there. Not too dissimilar, I might add, to South Sydney. Yeah, pretty much, eh? Um, so for the Roosters, Manu's at centre. Hutchison drops to the bench. Collins is back on, at prop. And Matt Lodge is on the bench. Um, yeah, at, look, I'm, I'm going with the Roosters, obviously. There's too many changes to the Manly side, but I'd love to see this Manly side do really well because yeah. um, that would probably force some of those guys who have taken a seat out for um, reasons. <laughs> for reasons. that For reasons. Um, it might make them regret doing it in the future, not because of reasons, but because, oh, shit, we might lose our spot here and we might have to go and play Super League. True. By the way, it's women in league round, isn't it? Is it? I'm pretty sure it's women in league round. I've not heard a single mention of that at all. I, I know, right? Let's double check. Women in league round. That, that, might, ex, that might explain why an article I wrote three or four years ago for the NRL website is now back on the homepage again. Yeah, there you go. Uh, hang on. What is the women in league round? When? Yeah, that tells us what it is. When, did it, when is it? When? When? Harvey Norman Women in League Round 2022. Why is it so difficult to find? <laughs> Seriously, why is it so difficult? <laughs> and let's go to the so, NRL. I was going to say, the NRL are um, they're promoting, their promotions team must be me. It's just you. Hey? It's just me. Yeah, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll sort it out tomorrow. Don't worry about it. She should be fine. Hang on. I've got to, I've got to work out. I'm almost certain it's women in the league. Yeah, Harvey Norman. 
Women in League Round kicks off in style. Okay, where where'd you find that? That was on the NRL website, and then I oh, went. Is, to is that why the NRL logo is purple now? Because apparently yeah. that's a girl colour, is it? Uh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, so does that mean that the Storm are girls? Storm not, can be anything they want to be, Andrew. I'm, I'm not getting why you'd change it to purple. I, I think that's the colour they've always used. I was just the thing that I was thinking was like I, I think it's awesome that in women in league ground, uh, the Manly Seagulls. Um, Key spokesman for the week is Ian Roberts. We just weird. Just I don't know. Weird. What like, like? Wow. I don't. Look. I don't understand why they did the jersey this week in women in league round. I don't get it. I I don't know. I don't, no. I'm I'm not opposed to the jumper at all, but that's a that's a pretty good point. That surely yeah. they've got a jumper set aside for women in league round. Um, I, I don't know. Um, the I hope for my daughter's sake though the Panthers were in their pink jumper. I'd be shocked if they didn't. Yeah, she loves it when they wear that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm going Roosters here probably by about two converted tries minimum. Yeah, I think the Roosters will smash them. Um. Friday night Warriors versus Melbourne at Mount Smart. It's a bit of news. Do you want some news? Yeah, give me some news. Tamari Martin looks like he's going to go straight to the New Zealand Warriors in exchange for Reese Walsh, who will go straight to the Brisbane Broncos. Immediately? Yeah. Now, I don't know if that'll be done in time for this game. Doesn't look like it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, and that's a great move for Walsh. I mean, he was, uh, like, his benching last week was ridiculous. And Tamari Martin has gone from not being in the NRL to, like, He's he would almost be the number one option for the New Zealand Warriors, not only for the rest of this year but probably next year too. You know he'd probably also be the number one option either at fullback or five eighth or halfback. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, well you know how the Warriors do things like they're they're a mess of a club at the moment, unfortunately. So he could find himself playing anywhere. Mm. So palmerbet.com, let's have a yeah. look at prizes. Palmerbet.com has. The New Zealand Warriors is outsiders at $4.20 against the Melbourne Storm, who are at $1.23. The New Zealand Warriors have a 12.5-point head start at $1.90. And palmerbet.com has the Melbourne Storm with 12.5-point handicap also at $1.90. Yeah, now some people might wonder a little bit as to why the Warriors, who are not exactly playing any great football at the moment or in any sort of great form, why the Warriors are not, I suppose, at vastly longer odds. Obviously, Melbourne's lost four in a row. Um, so that's that's something that's rare for them. The Warriors, though, they they have not so much in the last few years because they've been very, very poor. But prior to the pandemic, even though they hadn't actually had the wood on the storm, they had always been pretty stiff competition for the Storm, even when they were at their, you know, had a really weak squad. Mm. For some reason, they always lifted for games against Melbourne, and Melbourne found it hard to um, break them apart, so to speak, and, and put any decent score lines on them. It's only been the last few years that they've been able to rack up some big points. We might remember round seven this year when they scored 70 to 10. Mm-hmm. This is a very different Storm team to that one that racked up 70, though. 
Yeah, and I dare say that uh, while the New Zealand Warriors are not terrible, are not uh, great, um, you know, they haven't got Nathan Brown coaching them. So those giant record scorelines are less likely. You'd hope so, for their mm. sake, mm. especially for the fans. Yes. Um, so just have a look at it. The last time they played at um, Auckland, these two sides, was... 2019, and the Storm won 32-10. to 10. Mm-hmm. Um, And then before that, Storm won 12-6 in 2018. Um, Storm won 26-10 the year before that. Um, and 21-14 the year before that. Um, so you can see it hasn't been constant thrashings or anything like that. They've, they've battled a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... Melbourne, I don't think Melbourne's going to be going out here trying to score a, a ton of points. Their, their main goal in this game, more than anything else, may not even be the result. They just yeah. want their defence to be better because that's been their weak point for four weeks now. Yeah, they've they've looked kind of shocking at times. And yeah. I think that you've also seen with the Storm is that they're a side with so much experience and winning experience that they will be in games and you'll sort of think it's all right, they'll get this under control and then it's gone and it's over, the game's over and they've lost the game and it's kind of shocking when you see that. Um, You know, it's a shame that this game probably isn't going to be like a traditional Warriors versus Storm game because, like, when they play on Anzac Day, that's one of my favourite games of the year normally. Oh, yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if the Warriors can at least give them a game. Yeah, I think for Warriors fans in in New Zealand especially, that needs to happen. Mm. So the last time Melbourne lost five straight games was in 2012. Oh, wow. Oh, Um, crap. So in that time, they lost to the Bulldogs, Mm 20-4. They lost to Canberra, 40-12. Lost to the Cowboys, 2016. Lost to Parramatta, 16-10. Then lost to the Dragons, 26-18. And then they broke it by beating Penrith forty six to six. Wow, that's uh, look, that's so long ago that the uh, the West Tigers had only been missing from the finals for a year. I mean, two weeks before that losing streak, the Tigers had beat them down here ten to four, uh, ten okay. to six, and that was the last time I saw the Tigers play in Melbourne. Oh, really? Have they yeah. been played in Melbourne since? Oh, no, they probably have. Yeah. But that's the last time I went and saw them down here. Because oh, that's the last time I went, you know what, we might be a chance here. Uh, I've never felt that way since. Because uh, you don't want to go to a Melbourne game if they're going to get thrashed. Yeah. Mind you, I must admit, the Melbourne fans don't give you um, too much curry as a Tigers fan when you go there. Whereas if you go there and you're supporting Manly, Dragons, Sharks, Brisbane, pretty much any other NRL team, mm. they sit there and they just fucking berate the hell out of you. But if you go there as a Tigers fan, they're like, We'll just ease up on these guys, mate. They've been doing it a bit tough. They go, oh, Tiger, they made the finals in 10 years. That's not pushing it, is it? Oh, you no, know He's what? not crying. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and they, they just leave it at that. They put an arm around you and check that you're all right. Yeah. I, I wouldn't like that, hey, if I was getting shit from opposition fans on opposition ground. Like, I, I guess to a certain point, like if they're winning and stuff like that, you've got to expect that people around you are cheering for their team, you know? But if they were targeting you, mm, I wouldn't like that. Yeah. Um, just checking to see if they'd actually ever lost five in a row more than once. Oh, yeah, here we go. 
2002. They lost five straight there as well. Was that under Mark Murray? Yeah. Yeah. How do I get his name out of my head and I'll forget plays that are playing this week? (laughs) Oh, mate. With with a brain like that, you should be doing some rugby league history. (laughs) But there you go. That's the only two times Mm. they've had a losing streak longer than four games, and on both occasions it was only five. That's in their entire history. They've never lost six in a row. Never lost six in a row. That's crazy. Insane. Um... I think Melbourne will win this. I think it will be low scoring. Insane. I'd like it to be Melbourne winning like 20 to 6 or something like that. And Bellamy will be... You know, you see he gets really animated when, when the Storm let in points. Mm. And last week when we saw him in the in the sheds, mm. he was just quiet. And I went, oh, mm. that scares the shit out of me. <laughs> he wasn't see- being animated. He wasn't yelling. He wasn't doing anything. He wasn't spitting fumes. He wasn't pacing around the box or anything like that. He wasn't slamming shit. He was doing nothing. He was just sitting there. To me, to me, that was a to me that was a sign that maybe he thinks this team doesn't have it. That I, like because he goes off his head when they're in it, and to yeah. me, when I saw that, I was like, is he is he a bit resigned to yeah, this team this year just doesn't have it. I don't know. There's, there's so many injuries to this side. Um, and then you've got, you know, one one of your spine players is constantly in and out with injuries. Mm. It makes it hard to build a bit of momentum. And I don't know. I think he's, the the problem with his having in this last month, obviously lots of team changes, but also it's the simple things they're getting wrong. There's a mm. try that they conceded against the Sharks a week or two ago. <clears throat> and it was... Very early in there, it might have been in the first few minutes. And the Sharks centre, um, Ramian, strolled through a fucking gap. Yeah. And where was the communication between the outside backs? And it, it was little basic things like that. It doesn't matter how big a star you are. Those are the basics every NRL player should know. And it just wasn't there. And there's time and time again, you're seeing little lapses of the absolute basics not being done. And I think that's the bit that's frustrating him more than anything else. And going, guys, you know, surely you can get this little bit right. Like, if you can't do this bit at the NRL level, why am I playing you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think it's little things like that that are frustrating you. Well, he'll, hopefully he'll get a win this week and because uh, they need it. They need the points. They can't mm. keep sliding down the ladder. Certainly not. Okay, the next game is uh, Parramatta versus Penrith. Um Eels home game. We'll be playing at uh, Combank Stadium, the West Tigers' home ground. Yeah, the the jungle, our jungle, hashtag our jungle, our jungle uh, hashtag new era. Um, um, the, the jungle, which has been subjected to severe logging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so palmerbet.com has the Parramatta Eels as outsiders at $3.25 in the head-to-head. Against the uh, the Penrith Panthers, who are at one dollar thirty five, the Parramatta Eels have an eight and a half point head start. They're at one dollar ninety, and with the eight and a half point handicap, the Penrith Panthers are also at one dollar ninety. Yeah, Parramatta's form's a bit tricky to catch at this stage because they've had three wins and three losses in their last six games, and they've yep. lost lost well, to the was, Bulldogs was, was a horror one. 
I was going to, I was talking to somebody on my Twitter list and we were talking about like this game coming up. And I said, like, if Parramatta beats Penrith going on the form of the competition, it's going to break all of our brains because Penrith should win this game really comfortably going on form. Yes. But Parramatta seems to be a team that this current Penrith side struggles with a little bit. Do they though? Only a little bit. Do they though? You think last year they had a one point win over them and then they flogged them later on and then a two point win in the finals? Yeah. Um, this so year they, they beat them every game last year? Yes. Yep. But not convincingly. Yeah, that's, but that's what I'm getting at. They won every game still. Yeah. Um, year before, a six point loss for winning 20 to 2 in round 18. Mm-hmm. This is a team, mind you, that, you know, this, parent, this Penrith side, they've only lost six of their last 68 games. So to have two of those, 33% of those games coming against the one team, mm-hmm. kind of makes them a bogey team in some sense. <laughs> I guess it's as close as you get, isn't it? At, yeah, at this rate. Like, um, and they lost that game earlier this year, and that was a really disappointing loss for the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Um, I expect this game will be very different, though. Even though they're missing Jerome Luai for a number of weeks, he's going to be out until, like, probably on the eve of the finals, just about. But I have a feeling that it's going to help the Panthers attack in a weird way. Yeah, I don't think... I don't think Luai is going to be as huge a loss as some may think. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you put O'Sullivan in there, because mm-hmm. I would, I'd probably, probably argue he's got a better kicking game than than um, Luai does, mm-hmm. which takes a bit of pressure off Cleary. Which not that he's got any pressure on him, he can handle it anyway. But to have him with less pressure on him, I think that kind of opens him up to become an even bigger threat. Yeah, same here, and, and it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because if the Panthers attack looks better without Luai out there, then the Panthers are going to have to start thinking about their lineup. And, you know, I've talked about it a little bit, that I think that Cleary has more pressure on him because of some of the deficiencies in Luai's game. And we're going to see what happens now when he's got a different halves partner. So that's going to be really, really interesting. Um, against this Parramatta Eel side, Look, their form is not great. Um, I think that a lot of teams have worked them out. I think that if they they get battered by the Panthers in this game, that it is going to be a real hammer blow to them and the way they feel about themselves heading towards the finals. Um, because at the moment, they're playing like an also-ran. They're, the, they're not up with the top teams so far this year. They're like in the, you know the manly sort of region of top eight teams where they're not a threat for the premiership. Yeah, they've, they're doing what Parramatta does. It's back into the season, so they just disappear. Yeah, yeah. Um, if they're going to get their season back on track, it has to be this game. Mm-hmm. And all jokes aside, Gutherson and Moses need to pull their fucking fingers out and have absolute world-class games because both of them have been too inconsistent and dragging their feet too much in the last 
month and a half. Mm. That's not good enough. If you want to be playing finals football and successful in there, this shit's got to be every week, not every second week, not when you feel like it, not when, you know, you had an extra hour of sleep. I don't give a fuck. Gutherson's had a few shockers in the last few weeks. Moses has been quiet some of these last few weeks. If if they're dead serious, pull their fingers out and fucking rip in and be everywhere. That's the only way they're going to get out of this mess and start throwing something different. This is the problem they've got. Their attack has become pedestrian. Mm-hmm. Do you think a pedestrian attack is going to be a single threat to the comfortably the best defensive team of the last two and a half years? Of course not. Mm-hmm. Look at the yeah. Sharks attack. It comes at you in so many different ways. And it's threatened Penrith for 40 minutes. 40 minutes it's threatened them. Yeah. How long is the Parramatta one with kick to the corner? How long is that going to last? Three sets? Whoopee. Yeah, and it's, it's you know, the, the Panthers, we've seen games between these two teams where the Panthers have just shut down the yields for the whole 80 minutes. Like I, I was at one game, I think it was last year, where there was just not a moment where the Eels were involved in the contest at Penrith Footy Stadium. And, you know, if they do that while they're at Parramatta Stadium, while Parramatta's in this form, um, it's going to be a a rough one for the Eels to get out of it mentally because, you know, I I really do believe at times the Eels have, and weirdly, I think the Eels have sort of raided themselves and and have thought, yeah, we're like the Storm and the Panthers. And to be fair, they are, except for the part where you actually win something. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it. I don't know. I, I just look at this Eels team and I just think that when I look at where they're at now, all I keep thinking of is this is what happens when you commit to people within your organisation that have not achieved anything at the highest level. You know, when you give your fullback and your halfback between them two million bucks and then you re-sign your coach over and over again and they haven't won anything this is what happens yeah it's it's an interesting one um they've got such such a good looking forward pack as far as you know different size bodies um they do when they're playing well they run hard they run straight but when they're not playing well they amble yeah that's the difference. Paulo needs to be an absolute wrecking ball in this game because if he's not Fisher-Harris, we know he's going to be. Mm-hmm. That's that's the bar. Fisher-Harris sets the bar. Paulo needs to match him on that. Campbell Gillard, I've not seen him hit that bar since he left Penrith. Um, but he needs to start running harder. More than anything else, he needs to start running harder. Lane, Papali, especially Madison, they need to be running good lines. Not just hitting the ball up either. Running good lines, different lines, different angles, all that sort of stuff when they don't have the ball in hand. And try and break up that Penrith sliding defense and try and make them pause a little bit to try and create some gaps. They're not going to do it otherwise. Um, and the Eels need Dylan Brown to stand up because he he's really been one of the few players over the last month and a half for them that – when they've been able to do something, it's probably it's been off the back of him playing pretty well. And when he plays poorly, they're out of it. They're no oh, chance. But at the moment, he's kind of spearheading most of the attack because Gutherson and Moses have been so inconsistent. Yeah. So he's had yeah. to be rock solid the whole time, but he needs support from the rest of his spine. And further on, if Moses needs 
if Moses needs motivation, mate, you were called a myth by Paul Crawley for fuck's sake. How much more motivation does a human need? <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, Penrith should win this forty nil. <laughs> yeah, I, I I wouldn't be shocked if it was one of those games where, um, and we haven't really seen too many of them out of Penrith, where because they're such a young team, where it's like, oh, you think you're as good as us, and they just put one on your chin. The Storm are really good at that. Yeah, it's I like think this year though. Penrith have been when they, when they've got to that point where they look like they're about to smash something. They've either had a player get injured or they've come up against a strong team. Um, and so they've never really been able to generally come out and really open up the taps mm. too often. Um, saying that, they've scored, you know, three three scores of 40. Mm. But I've got a feeling that round 20 for some teams, that's usually the signal for, right, finals are near. Yeah. Let's get our shit together. Let's lift this shit another gear or two. And I think Penrith's one of those teams that will go, okay, it's time we show everyone we are the bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would, be, it would be interesting to see if Penrith come out and just rampage Parramatta in this game. Um, and, and we, you know, because at the moment they're, at the moment if Penrith don't win the grand final, it will be weird. Yeah. Very weird. <laughs> They are out by a long way here. Um, yeah, like it, well, if you think uh, at the moment, I rate their second biggest threat is the North Queensland Cowboys. At the moment, the Storm could come back. We'll see. Yep. But the Cowboys, I, I like Luciano Leilua going up there, especially it gives them more size and a little bit more um, danger in their forward pack, and their defense is pretty good. And the different, and we saw the North Queensland Cowboys play the Panthers not long ago, and the Panthers just didn't let them in the game. Yeah. Um, but none of it matters if you don't win that grand final. None of it. That's right. Um, and Penrith have got a bit of a awkward sort of next few weeks. So they've got Canberra next week in Canberra. Oh, they'll smash them. And that's at five thirty. So that'll be um, the first half will be cold, and the second half will be fucking freezing. Mm-hmm. Um, but Can- Canberra, you've got to keep in mind, um, we own their soul. Well, that's true. Um, then Melbourne on a Thursday night in Penrith. Ooh, that's going to be a good game. Oh! Then South on Thursday. That'll be interesting. That will. Um, then they've got the Warriors at Penrith, and then around 25, the Cowboys in Townsville. Oh, wow. So it's going to be hard for them to... You know, if they start getting into red-hot form, it's going to be hard for them to maintain absolute stunning red-hot form because yeah. they're going to have a pretty solid defensive unit in the storm up against, you know, up against them, and then the week it's going to be a very good attacking side in South, and then you've got the whatever the hell the Warriors turn up with, and then the Cowboys at the end. So they're probably going to look at this game and go, you know, we need to put our foot down and start making this shit click. And that's why I think this will be the week where... They'll rack up a big win. I would guess that they will they will play the next couple of weeks at their best. And then if I was Ivan Cleary, the thing I would do is I would rotate my forwards I, so that every every week leading into the finals, I gave one of the forwards a rest, complete rest, you know. Well, um, I, the, I, the four wins clear on the um, 
on the ladder for the minor premiership. So one more win, surely they can get that. I wouldn't be surprised if he starts wrestling a bunch of players, including his halfback, mm. up until um, probably the second last round, get them all to come back against the Warriors, get a bit of game time so they're good to go against the Cowboys and into the finals. There is a, a karma thing, though, I feel, in sport in general. When you get to that point, and you've got such a big lead. When you start resting plays, I feel like it comes back to bite you at some point. It can too sometimes. I think yeah. the Roosters last premiership season, though, um, Robertson started resting them, but not all at the same time. He mm. put them on a bit of a cycle. So some would be in, some would be out, and so on and so forth. So it wasn't a brutal sort of chop them all out and give them all a month off and bring them back in. And that system kind of worked pretty well for them. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Penrith did the same thing. Just rest a few here and there for a week or two, but not all at the same time. So they don't lose too much momentum. But you also obviously reduce the risk of your key players getting injured and stuff like that. Um, Look, it's a good situation for Cleary to have if he needs to do that too. Oh, yeah. It's a nice problem. Look, I always remember when Brian Smith at the Parramatta Eels in 2001, he would have games where he would take a player off the field and leave them out there with 12 players so that they would get used to playing with 12 players if someone was sent off in the finals. Now, the problem was he didn't take Jason Taylor off the field so they knew what it was like when your halfback disappeared in a big game. But And, and it's those sorts of things that worry me about resting players. But I, I think that the Panthers can do it with their forward rotation pretty comfortably because they've, I mean, they've got, they must have like, Fucking 10 first grade forwards. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The depth is insane. Yeah. It really is. Um, yeah, I'm going Penrith for the big win on that one. Same. Um, did we do the odds film? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, next game Titans versus the Raiders, Saturday, 3 p.m. Oh, at Rabina. Uh, this will be a big one. Um, the Gold Coast Titans on palmerbet.com are at $3.03 in the head-to-head against the Canberra Raiders for $1.39. The Gold Coast Titans have a 7.5-point head start at $1.90. And with the 7.5-point handicap, the Canberra Raiders are also at $1.90. I can't see the Canberra Raiders losing this because the Titans are done. Yeah, furthermore... Um, we've got the Roosters, Manly, Raiders, and Dragons all on 20 points. Mm-hmm. The Roosters have a points differentiation of 79. Manly's is 18. Canberra's minus 25. Dragons minus 98. The Raiders might be seeing this as possibly a good opportunity to get that points differential into the positive so they can challenge um, for a spot in the top eight. There's only one. There's only going to be one spot there because Parramatta and... Parramatta, South, and the Storm are all on 24 points, so they're two wins clear of the Roosters in eighth. Yeah, and it, it's, you know, they look terrible. Canberra Raiders look done really early in the year, and Ricky Stewart's brought all those youngsters in, and he's done well, and that look, they make mistakes sometimes, but you can see the positive signs in this side, and it's just a whole fresh new attitude that these players have brought in. It's been really great to see. Um, so they really should beat the Titans just on form. Titans have been terrible for a few months now and the Raiders are just, they're a completely different team. It's kind of been 
a really good coaching job by Ricky Stewart. Like he de- deserves a lot of credit. Yeah, he certainly does. He's, he's got them back playing some decent footy in the middle of the field, which is where that's their strength. Mm. Um, that's been good to see. Um, see, I wouldn't be surprised if Canberra comes out and they they do start to click in attack and they put the sword to the Titans um, to help, obviously help their points differential, but also you know a little bit of a uh, help to the West Tigers, given they screwed them over in the '89 Grand Final. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Not I mean, they'll never repay still. that debt. But, uh, you know, they can do favours every now and then because if they smash the Titans by about 50-odd, then the Titans will go to last. Yeah. Uh, who, mm, I was going to say, who do you think deserves a wooden spoon? But Tigers. <laughs> it's, uh, it's hard to go past the Tigers. Sorry. Anyway, next game. Let's look next at the next game. game. This is going to be very good, this one. Sharks versus the Bunnies. So on palmerbet.com, the Sharks are favourites at $1.71, while the Rabbitohs are at $2.15. The Rabbitohs have a two and a half point head start at $1.90, and palmerbet.com has the Cronulla Sharks with a two and a half point handicap at $1.90. I've gone the Sharks in this one. I've gone the Sharks in this one as well. The Bunnies' defence is still too questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sharks attack, as we saw against Penrith. I mean, if they can break apart that Panthers defense in, for 40 straight minutes, um, they can do it to any other team for a lot more than that. And mm-hmm. that's all they're going to need is an extra 40, you know, another 20 or 30 minutes doing that. Um, I also like the defensive structure the Sharks have got going at the moment because they frustrated the Panthers as well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And the thing that, that got Pan- the Panthers the points was just the relentlessness of their defense. Mm. Um, it wasn't like the Panthers eventually broke them down with some, you know, really good attack. No, that's right. It was literally frustrating them through through rock-solid defense, which is what they do a lot of. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm going the Sharks in this one. Um, I don't think it'll be... A blood and that's going to be a pretty close game. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a high scoring one, like twenty four twenty or something like that. But it'll be close. It, it should be pretty entertaining too. Yeah, the only reason I would say the Rabbitohs winning is if Latrell Mitchell just decides to go on a like destruction of an opposition team, which he's one of the few players in the league that can do that. And yeah. the way he's playing at the moment, it's it's going to happen. You know. It it's just who's it going to happen against? The, the interesting thing is um, Cronulla's got a pretty handy all-round kicking game as well because they've got Moylan and Hines in the halves who can kick. Um, Braley can kick from dummy half. Um, so that means there's a, a – and then they've got Wade Graham as well. He's got a very, very good short kicking game. All these things mean that there's a fair chance that <clears> – <throat> me, Latrell won't be getting kicks down his throat all game either. Mm-hmm. Um, which is going to make it harder for him to inject himself from kick return. So it's going to have to be close to the line in attack and hope that the Sharks' edge defence make decision errors. Yeah, yeah. Um, which they haven't done a great deal of in the last two months. So it be interesting to see how it works out. But um, I'm really looking forward to that game. That's going to be an absolute cracker. Yeah, I am too. Um, this next game you oh, must be looking forward to. Well, Broncos versus Tigers. So, palmerbet.com, 
has the they've got the Brisbane Broncos as favourites at one dollar thirteen. No. <laughs> the West Tigers are at one dollar less, less than Infinity. <laughs> West West Tigers are at you can own Palmer Bet if you put a dollar on. No, the West Tigers are at six dollars ten. That is way uh, short. <laughs> the West Tigers on palmerbet.com have a 16.5 point head start at $1.90, while the Brisbane Broncos with the 16.5 point handicap are also at $1.90. Um, I look at this game and I think Broncos pack versus West Tigers pack. Oh, man. The Tigers have won, have lost all of their last seven games. Mm-hmm. And the only win they've had in their last 11 games was against the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Trent Barrett coached Bulldogs, by the way, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. And then Michael Maguire coached Tigers, which doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Um, I guess the way they're looking at it and on at Palmer Bet is the Tigers weren't disgraced in either of their last three games. They lost to Parramatta by eight points, lost to Penrith by two points, they lost to the Cowboys by one point. Um, they're not getting dicked. But they are losing still. That's the problem. Yeah. And a losing habit is a hard habit to break. Um, Just ask the Tigers of the last 11 years. (laughs) (laughs) This year, because mm -hmm. they they can't make the finals now, so they're not even mathematical anymore. Mm -hmm. So it means that they've now become the 10th team to go at least 11 straight seasons without a finals appearance. It's not in a way. Just the 10th yeah. team to do it. And, I mean, my guess is that the teams that are in that group are, like, the the ones that you sort of pick out that are some of the worst full-time, like, say, the Bulldogs when they first come into the, into the comp. Like, mm-hmm. uh, who else would I say? Bulldogs. I don't, were university around long enough to be one of them teams? Yeah, yeah. Okay, University. What about Glebe? Where's my list? No, not Glebe. Um, okay. So the longest streak belongs to Penrith, 67 to 84. So it was 18 seasons. Oh, they were terrible too. People don't realise how absolutely atrocious Penrith was. <laughs> then there was Norse from around the same period, actually, 66 to 81. They did 16 seasons. Oh, really? Wow. Parramatta, 47 to 61, 15 seasons. Yep. South, 1990 to 2006, was 14 seasons. Um, Norse from 1909 to 1920, and the Bulldogs from 48 to 59, both had 12 seasons. And then we've got Annandale, 1910 to 1920, Newtown, 1918 to 28, Uni, 27 to 37, and the West Tigers, 2012 to 2022, all with 11 seasons. Wow, so they're they're not that far away from some of the, like, being properly one of the worst of all time. Yeah, I mean, they're now a top 10 side in that area in regards to missing finals. Um, In a salary cap era. Yeah, that's the thing. Only only South from 1990 to 2006 are the only other team in the salary cap era to go um, 11 seasons or more. And and Um, that was, by the way, they died. Yeah. Yeah. Parramatta, went, uh, Parramatta, 1987 to 96 went 10 seasons, and Illawarra, 82 to 91 went 10 seasons as well. That's shocking. Yeah. That's so shocking. And especially when you can point to, like, 
they had Benji Marshall in that team for a lot of years. Man. Yeah. Unbelievable. Anyway, we should go on to other clubs that are a lot better. That's any team. Um, actually, so for that game, Brisbane will win. What's that? Brisbane will win that game. I don't yeah. even want to put tips in it. Um, Brisbane will win. Although, I'll still go for the Tigers because, you know, I'm a glutton for punishment. I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Broncos, like, thrashed them. It's it's going to be a tricky one. The Tigers have been, as I said, like reasonable for the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might just click. Yeah. Or or it just might go in the opposite direction badly. So we've been so close and failed, and then they just drop their bundle completely and get smashed. If uh, Tim Sheens is basically coaching the team this weekend, mm-hmm. he would be the fourth coach that is in charge of them this week, this, this <laughs> year. Think of that. At this stage, they could be the first team to ever have more coaches and captains in the season. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. That's something to keep your eye on. Um, next game, the Knights versus the Bulldogs. So Palmer Bet has the Newcastle Knights at $2.60 outsiders at home against the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs, who are at $1.50. The Bulldogs are playing against a five-and-a-half-point handicap. They're at $1.90, while with five-and-a-half-point head start, the Newcastle Knights are also at $1.90. Bulldogs will clear that five-point head start. I think so, too. I think they're so. Gonna, they're going to put on a huge score here. Um, I'll be surprised if they crack 40. <clears throat> we had a discussion off-air last week, I think it was, about greatest swingers of all time. And we won't spoil it. But when you look the way that um, Josh Adokar is playing and how he, and his influence on this Bulldogs team, I don't think I've ever seen a winger influence an entire club the way he's influencing the Bulldogs. Oh, God, no. It's so amazing to watch. And, and odd. Yeah. It yeah. Seems to go against everything. Like, you watch so much structured football these days to see a winger being so pivotal and important to this team. Yeah, it's crazy. And he like he inspires his teammates. Yeah. He he will he will do things with the football to that makes his teammates play harder. And then there's that element of like you get him the ball in space, it's over. It's 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 over. <laughs> you know? Um yeah. it, it's incredible to watch. I've never seen a winger like him. I I've never seen a winger like him. And we'll do a We'll do an all-time great team or something thing coming up. But, um, yeah, he is just something else. Like, he really is. I love watching the Bulldogs to watch him play. And the thing I love about it is Burton is, like, trying everything he can to get him involved. And it always works. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, interesting thing here is Jake Clifford's on the bench for the Knights. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? Yeah, that makes no sense. Um, obviously, there's no Ponga. Um, Lachlan Fitzgibbon is also with a shoulder issue. That's that's a bigger loss than most people will also care to uh, think about too. Mm-hmm. He runs some pretty good lines and very solid in defence. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know Tyson Frizzell still in the NRL? I. It's funny. I 
I did. Oh. Because every time I see him playing, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's Tyson Frizzell. Yeah. I must admit, I thought he was going back to the Welsh leagues. <laughs> yeah, the Welshman, Tyson Frizzell. Oh, man, I hope he plays for Wales in the World Cup. You know what I mean? It'd be an indication of how poor he's playing if Wales said, thanks, Tyson, but no, it's okay. <laughs> you know, it sounds silly, right? But with the way that I think um, they go with the flavour of the month in over there in the UK in general, it wouldn't shock me if he was off the radar for the Welsh coach. I wouldn't be surprised. If the mm. Welsh coach has half a brain, he should be off the radar. <laughs> well, as I said, Andrew, I don't want some Australian taking an Englishman's spot. That's right. That's why you get a, a Welshman like Frizzell. He can take it instead. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I think that the Bulldogs will whip the Knights. Oh, yeah. I think they're it's, playing really good. And their attack is insane. Um Compared to what it was at the start of the year under the attack architect. It How bad of a coach that. is Trent Barrett? Uh, Terrible. <laughs> so bad. Maybe maybe what he was doing in those early rounds there was he was he was building the framework for this great attack we've got. No, no. <laughs> no. You know what? I want to always be the coach that goes in after Trent Barrett. <laughs> you would never look bad. No. Doesn't matter how bad you are. He took Des Hasler's career from being done to like, oh, Des Hasler's a pretty good coach. Reinvigorated him. Yeah. And then Mick Potter, he's just like, I don't know what Mick Potter was doing, but he He comes in. He was an assistant coach. uh, He was assistant coach of the Knights. Oh, there you go. And he He, comes in. That's where he went after he he left the Tigers. It took him two weeks to turn it around. Yeah. Piece of cake. Far out. Crazy. Yeah. Um, so now we're into the last game, the Dragons versus the Cowboys. Now, the Dragons are on the same amount of competition points as the Roosters, right? Yeah. So why isn't Trent Robinson under any pressure? <laughs> it's a good question, eh? Well, I think he's got a few more premierships. <laughs> I know, but, like, they're doing – he's got a better squad, way better squad. And he's on the same amount of points as the Dragons. That's all I'm saying. Well, I suppose. Like Anthony Griffin, he's got a lot of shit this week from people. And, you know, yeah, I'd just go in and I'd say, I've got this, I've got a worse squad than Trent Robinson. You reckon they're about to sack Trent Robinson? But he'd say it way slower. You reckon they're about to sack Trent Robinson? <laughs> he'd say it like that. So, <laughs> We need some more of that. Yeah, um, that's yeah, good. Trent, Trent Robinson doesn't have Aaron Woods in his team. They Not say Harry and Josh Maguire on the bench. They say, listen, Anthony, we're we're thinking about terminating your contract. Why shouldn't we terminate? And he says, well, let me tell you why. It all goes back to when I started playing football. That was back then when we used to wear an onion on our belt for good luck up there in Queensland. Anyway, when I started playing football, and they were all asleep. <laughs> Everyone's asleep. Um, okay, so palmerbet.com has the St. George Illawarra Dragons as outsiders in this game at $3.03, while the North Queensland Cowboys are at $1.39. Uh, 
Uh, the St. George Illawarra Dragons have a seven and a half point head start at $1.95. While with the seven and a half point handicap, there's been a little mu- bit of money for the North Queensland Cowboys at $1.85. And I can see why, because that is juicy. Yeah, and I think if the Cowboys were playing nearly any other team in the comp, except the Tigers this weekend, um, I'd say that they'd probably lose because their defence last week was for too long mm-hmm. utter dog shit. Mm. When you let the worst attacking team in the comp put 26 points on you, that's that's alarm bells. Whether you win that game or not, that's alarm bells. There's something inherently wrong with your defence to let that happen. And let it be known, the Tigers' goal-kicking was pretty poor in that game, so a lot of those points came through lots more tries. Mm-hmm. Um, their defense was bad, 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 bad. Um, the thing that saves them this week is they're against the Dragon side that have Moses and Byte fullback. Yeah, and I mean, he's not known for his attack. Um, or catching. Anthony, there, there was a thing where they had... Uh, Two of their assistant coaches, Peter, the Dragons, Peter Gentle and Matthew Head, um, I think they were going to get rid of those guys and they offered to release them and I believe they turned that down. And uh, Anthony Griffin, when you think about it at the Dragons, he's had a lot of different assistant coaches. It's kind of weird. Well, he's, probably um, still, he's probably telling them you know, about the game plan and they just fell asleep and they thought they died. <laughs> Had to get some new ones in. Got an idea, boys. <laughs> Sit down around. and have a listen to what I'm thinking about doing. Pull up the um, stuff. Here's my plan. Where's my whiteboard gone? <laughs> okay, I never... Is this a whiteboard marker or is it a permanent marker? I don't want to make it permanent just in case the plan changes. Change is important. Have I ever told you all that? Hey, Matt, why are you snoring? I think we broke another one. Oh, shit. Anyway. You can um, do an entire podcast like this. I know. It'd be so awesome. But the, oh, that, I want to do a podcast as Anthony Griffin, and I want to do one as Randy Savage. <laughs> Don't you think that'd be great? That'd be fantastic. You can be Randy Savage talking to Anthony Griffin about rugby league tactics. <laughs> what could go wrong with that? What do you think we should do on the weekend? Well, I got an idea in me. <laughs> Slow down, mate. Slow down. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, yeah, look, Cowboys, I think we'll turn it around. I think they had a bad week last week. They still got the result. Um, well-deserved result as well. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I think they'll they'll put one on the Dragons. Yeah, I think they'll probably have – I think Peyton will be um, less worried about them scoring points and more about them trying to keep the Dragons scoreless. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, he did seem rather um, pissed, I think, with his mm-hmm. team's defensive effort last week more than anything else. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's his focus here is – um, let's try and shut these bastards out. Yep, one hundred percent. Which basically means getting um, Nanai and Gilbert to just run hard at Ben Hunt all fucking game. That's, that's <laughs> what will be happening. Poor Ben Hunt. Hey, he plays his ass off for that oh, Dragons team. 
But you also know if you take him out of that, that game, you take him out of the equation, they've got nothing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they'd be... I dare say they'd be in the bottom three. Yeah. He's carrying them so goddamn much. Yeah. Uh, he deserves better. I don't know if you can hear it. There's a helicopter flying around outside my place. Can you hear it? No, I can I can hear my baby boy snoring, though. Oh, can you? There yeah. you go. Maybe that's, that's, a, maybe that's um, got my attention instead. Probably. Anyway, it's been a good episode. It has indeed. Yeah. Any other news that you want to talk about? Um, not that I can think of. Any emails? Uh, no, there hasn't been any emails. I didn't <sighs> check. I will, I'll check for the next episode. Let them emails accumulate. Send us some questions. Uh, put in your email thing, podcast at legfreak.com. Send us any questions about anything, absolutely anything at all. We'll answer it. Yeah, we will. Watch us. Watch us answer it. We will answer it. We're good like that. Even if we don't know the answer, we will answer it. Oh, we'll give you answers. Don't you worry about that. We'll give life advice. Yeah. We will give uh, financial advice. We will give, uh, we'll give like personal advice, love advice. Cooking advice. C- cooking advice. Just go to a porto. Don't worry about yeah, it. That's cool. right. That's right. We can, we can fix all your problems. Pretty much. Just pretty tell much. us your problems. We'll fix them. <laughs> Hey Andrew, if uh, if you're going to have a rugby league website, what would you call it, and what would it be about? Leaguefreak.com, where I could sit there and bitch and moan about every fucking prick in the game. Oh, nice. That sounds like a good idea. Mine would be probably some sort of uh, rugby league project, and I, I think I'd make it statistics based. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I like stats. Yeah, stats are pretty good. Stats are pretty good. Although I like your idea about just fucking having a website where you just get pissed off and write about stuff. I, I think that's pretty cool too. Yeah, it is, it is a good outlet to have. Yeah, yeah. Um, People should if, check out both those websites because they're fucking amazing. I reckon, hey, I reckon. Um, where can people find us on the interwebs? On the interwebs? Yeah. Um, well, there's uh, rugbyleagueproject.org mm-hmm. and there's leaguefreak.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, we both have Patreons. There's links on our website, so you can go check those out. Um mm-hmm. We're going into those too much because, you know, cost of living pressures are pretty high at the moment. So, you know, you only you only do what you can and if you want to. We're not going to pressure you mm-hmm. yet. Um, <laughs> 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 no, it's all good. Um, also, yeah, you can check us out on the socials on Instagram and Twitter at Fergo Freak Pod. That bloke over there is on at League Freak. This fellow over here is at Andrew RLP. Um we're also on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, MySpace. If you think we should be on any other socials, let us know. And we'll get an account set up and Nadine can always sort it out. Yeah. She loves that sort of stuff. Won't, I won't do TikTok, though. No, we'll get someone else to do that. Yeah, I'm not doing TikTok. That sounds, seems like a load of shit. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. <laughs> we could just have um, like snippets of this episode on there and just have a have a, a video of some, like, two monkeys throwing poo at people or something like that. That'd be funny, or two kittens wrestling. Yeah, yeah. do that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, and just us talking over the top of the two kittens wrestling. Yeah. Completely unrelated content. Mm, mm. Mate, we're in a winner there. We need to set up a TikTok account. I'll yeah, it sounds like you. a good idea. I'll leave that with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's about it. Um, you can also... 
check us out. We've got a website for the podcast, Freaky. Yeah, FergoandTheFreak.com. That's brilliant. Check that out too, people. Subscribe to us, like us, retweet us, all that sort of shit. That's fantastic. That's your homework. Um, go to your podcast listening app. Give us a review. Give us a five-star rating. Ask us stuff. Tell us stuff. Say stuff. We don't care what. Just leave a review. That would be awesome. We can read it out. We put all the reviews up on the website as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, make you famous. What more could you want? Exactly. exactly. And it's all for free. We we provide you free content. Free fame. Mm. Bloody hell. You don't get offers like that in Hollywood. Well. Well, you do, but then you... Let's let's move on. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say something terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Saved all our asses there. Um, Yeah, so check us out on all those. That would be fantastic. Uh, Is that pretty much it? That is pretty much it. All right. Thanks also to our amazing sponsors, Palmerbet. Check them out and all their odds over there at palmerbet.com. And always, gamble responsibly. And uh, we'll catch you all next time. Palmerbet with the big don't argue. Punters will love that. Download our app today and enjoy tackle-busting benefits with great odds, more markets, and same-game multi every NRL match at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858.